Hey, City Rev family, welcome to the City Rev Live podcast. If you found yourself here, we want to say welcome. Each week on this podcast, we feature content and conversations that help strengthen your relationship with God and others and equip you to make a difference right where you are. For this summer, we're doing a bit of a throwback series in which we're featuring conversations from previous podcast episodes. Now, we've condensed them a bit to give you just the very best from each of these episodes. We hope this conversation you're going to hear today encourages you in your personal growth and your unique faith journey. And hey, if this conversation is something you enjoy, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Send us a DM on our social media platforms. We'd love your feedback and to hear how this has helped shape this season for you. Enjoy this episode and we'll talk soon, fam. And I am Pastor Roby. I'm here with Pastor Justin. And uh, just a couple things as you are engaging this podcast, if you're enjoying it, a couple ways you can interact. You can subscribe to our podcast. And actually, it helps us if you rate it, if you leave some feedback for us. That's always super helpful. We hope you've been enjoying this podcast. When was your first encounter with social media? Social media. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to middle school, Pembroke Pines Charter Middle School, West Campus. Okay, shout out Jaguars. Which is 2017 for you? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at least it's better than 1973 when you're, anyway. So, um, for the record, was I am school. less than 10 years young, older than Pastor you're Justin. You're definitely not 10 years younger than me. <laughs> I could Just be. For clarification. I could be. If you're watching as a viewer, you can see I could be 10 years younger than Pastor Justin. Continue. Uh, in well, middle school, a couple years in ago. In middle school, a long time ago, uh, I remember uh, hearing about this thing called uh, MySpace and getting uh, word about certain people being on their top eight. And for some of you who may not know what MySpace is or was, I should say, I think MySpace is currently dead. Uh, but anyways, MySpace was one of like the first major prominent social media platforms. It was a forerunner to Facebook. And I remember getting on it and people you know, being all nifty and designing it. But I mean, the big one that I think most people are familiar with is when Facebook really started to boom and take off. And that's, that's, that's when I first heard about social yeah, media. Yeah, older people like you would older probably people like me that, connect better with yes, Facebook. Yes, so I remember, thanks for that. I remember when I was in college and I think it was 2001, 2002, and someone came in and said something like, did you get the Facebook? And so like, I'm thinking it's a literal book. And I'm like, like a yearbook. Yeah, like a yearbook. <laughs> I thought it was like a yearbook. Like I said, what is the Facebook? And there's like, well, people are in it. I'm like, so it's like a directory of like students in our <laughs> the college. Yellow pages. It's like the yellow pages. <laughs> and um, so I did not have the Facebook and eventually I had to, I was actually doing AOL instant messaging. That was big for me at the time. Like the dial up sound? That is the exact sound. That was pretty good. Or actually. a dead goat. Either one of those two <laughs> It was one of those. That's the sound was one of those. Anyway, so at this point, uh, regardless of when you first experienced social media, most of us, it is a part of our life. Um, and even if you are not on social media, it influences society. And so it's important for us to talk about social media. What are helpful parts of social media, not helpful parts of social media? And so uh, kick us off, like kind of frame up our discussion about yeah. social media. So let media. me set the stage a little bit to give us some context. So in 2010, there were just shy of 1 billion social media users. 20 years later, or 10 years later, I should say, 10 years later in 2020, there are now 3 billion users on social media. So it has tripled in 10 years. Uh, and so there is also, not only with this increasing number of usage, there's also this generational difference when it comes to social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, previous generations grew up where social media was something that was added to their life. Whereas the current generation, Generation Z, 
and younger millennials, they've grown up in a world where all they know is a world where social media is the primary way people communicate. Yeah. And that creates some generational differences in the way people approach things. And um, one of the things I like to think about, especially as I work with teens or college students, uh, I'm thinking of you parents out there who are raising up a younger generation. One thing I think about is for, for my generation, when I was growing up, I remember social media was seen as a way to kind of escape real life. You'd go on Facebook and you'd just kind of type to people and you'd escape real life by going on social media. What has happened now in this current generation is it's so ingrained in everyday life, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all, all these uh, social media platforms. Now that is real life. And it's almost like person-to-person contact is the exception rather than the rule. And so this is a really important discussion for the church to have uh, as this has become the modern day agora, the, the marketplace, where in times of antiquity, they would discuss and toss things around. Well, social media really has become that for us. Agora is a Greek term, is that right? It Can is. Can you define that for us? Yeah, it's the marketplace. Uh, so if you think Acts 17, um, Paul is in Athens. You know, He goes to the Areopagus, which was this other area where they would have discussions. But the, the marketplace was the center of town. It's yeah. where commerce happened. And the philosophers would come and discuss. And so, yeah, social media has become this tremendous communication place and the church has to have a voice. Yeah. You know, you're talking about 3 billion users. That is almost half of planet Earth. Right. And so if the population of planet Earth, if, if we don't talk about it as a church, if we don't give instruction to these future generations that are seeing it so differently, engaging it so differently, Gen Z, younger millennials, they, they're seeing it differently than other generations. Just speak to that for a second. Any specific examples mm-hmm. of how maybe one generation used uh, social media differently than like a the modern generation? Yeah, so the, the silly one and the quick one I think of is dating. So when I was in high school and even in college, it was seen as a cop-out to ask a girl out on Facebook or to message her and you know do that digitally online. The, the real way to do it, according to the proverbial wisdom of the day, was to go in person, ask her in person out on a date. Well, now that's- That's, that's so true. I mean, don't be asking a girl out on the Facebook, right. okay? That's not, that is not cool. You go to the Yellow Pages, look up her number in the Yellow <laughs> yes. Pages. Be a man and go to the Yellow Pages. <laughs> and then go sake. to your corded phone, right? Okay. Yes. So, but now in our current day, I mean, I would say the majority of relationships begin online, whether it's through a dating platform uh, that's online or or through Facebook, Instagram. There are apps designed purely for this. And I'm not saying all of it's bad. Um, There might not be all of it that's bad. There are wonderful marriages that met through an online platform and that that was a gift to them. I'm just saying there's a shift, yeah, huge shift that's taken place that the church, we we have to have a voice in. And there's been some research done uh, among uh, those who have a resilient faith those who are followers of Jesus and are firm in their faith uh, that Barna did. And one of the key factors in their faith that was so helpful to them is that they were a part of a church. They described that they were a part of a church that spoke to them and gave them wisdom for how to navigate the the challenges of technology and had a, a faith that was taught to them from their church, from their peers, that the message of Jesus applies to, yes, even the area of social media and technology. What are some of the positives of social media? How can it be harnessed for good? Yeah, so you'll notice as a church, we are on social media. We have a city rev uh, social media account uh, across platforms. 
And we wanna be engaged in a part of the conversation and dialogue. We wanna be a voice of influence that puts the message of Jesus out there and lives out our faith and be people of peace in this important avenue. And so there is tremendous opportunity for influence uh, in places like YouTube and in Facebook and Twitter and all of these venues. These are platforms that we are called to steward. And we have an opportunity to get the message of Jesus out in our increasingly technological age. We have the power to get the message of Jesus out in some unique ways, taking advantage of new pathways that God has given us. And then, you know, in, in difficult times, social media can become this place where we can experience how the body of Christ can rally together in peace. Yeah, I love that perspective. And I think what's so important for us as a church, our history, both in just, you know, just throughout church history, but also biblical history is a posture of looking at innovation for how it can be leveraged for the kingdom of God, yeah. not looking at innovation with skepticism. And yeah. so I think that's what we should look at social media. How can this be leveraged for uh, furthering the message of Jesus? How can this be leveraged for revealing who Jesus is to our city so that our city can be revolutionized and our lives can be revolutionized? So, all right, let's, let's then, you know, turn the conversation. What are some of the challenges of social media? Because there's definitely some things that we need to be aware of. Yes, uh, 100%. There are some challenges when it comes to social media, just like with anything else. And the scripture that came to my mind as I was just thinking about our conversation is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 16, where the Apostle Paul says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, because the days are evil. What he's getting at is that the time we live in, the world we live in, it is, its default mode is not to honor God and to live according to his ways. Yeah. The days are evil. And so we can get caught up in this current we're just like everyone else. If everyone else is uh, engaging with social media in a certain way, we just flow in that current and we don't try and either get out of the stream or swim upstream, but we just can get caught up in it because there are some really, uh, honestly, there's some disturbing things when it comes to social media and what it's doing to our children, what it's doing to teens. Um, there's large correlations between um, depression, loneliness, anxiety, and screen time. And so there's really, there's important conversations for the church to be having. Uh, but one thing that for me just sticks out, um, my past in, uh, in, in college, I studied biology and I, I read this uh, article, Adam Alter, who's a New, New York University professor. Um, he talks about how social media, uh, much like a drug, when we experience a like, when we post something and someone likes our content, that dopamine is released in our body. And that dopamine that's released in our body gives us this sense, this euphoric sense uh, that's similar to getting a hit from a drug. Wow. And what this can do is it can create this addictive feedback where we crave it more and more and wow. more. And so likes become like this thing we hunger with this insatiable ap appetite after. And we've got to be careful that we don't fall into that trap. We've got to look carefully how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Yeah, the hunt for that like is, it's just that, that hunger for approval that seems like just a spiritual thing. But mm. what this biologist is sharing is it's doing something physiologically that yeah. can be addictive. And so I think it's, that's such a great point to look at social media. Yeah. How is it creating an addiction for that, that just hit of approval because I posted someone. And, you know, honestly, I, I mean, I think all of us who have been on social media or who are on social media can, can relate to that feeling of, no doubt. You know, hey, oh, so-and-so didn't like that, you know, but they like this other person's post or what did they mean with that comment? And I mean, sometimes when, when we get into that trap or 
uh, or they, they posted this with that person and not with mine, or why didn't they do that, or they liked it, but what did they really mean? They liked it but didn't comment. I mean, there's so many mind games we can play, right. and it speaks to kind of this inner craving for that approval when someone hits that like. And if we're not watching and uh, mm. being introspective about ourselves, yeah. I think that can create kind of some uh, emotional and really spiritual um, turmoil inside. Yeah. You, you were talking the other day about how in so many ways this is like high school reunion on steroids yes. every single day. Talk, yeah. talk a little bit about that because I thought that was such a powerful way oh, to yeah. So, uh, you know, back in the day, you would keep in touch with your high school classmates every 10 years. How you, was your 30-year reunion? My 30-year recently was not as good as the 20-year, but the 30-year was good, okay. you know? And so thanks for that. By the way, after this podcast, I'm just going to slap him in the face. <laughs> is probably what I'm going to do. Anyway, um, oh, but it's like a it's like a reunion where you lose track for ten years and then you come back together and everyone's kind of putting their best foot forward, yeah. you know. And you know, there's like the joke of the guy who like rents like a luxury car so he can pull up in that car. Not that I, I did that. I, of course a friend, not. A friend did it, not me. And um, but you always put the best foot forward. But at least you only have to suffer that every ten years. But social media, like no one's taking a selfie when they're like having a bad day, you know, or, and they're taking a selfie and they're taking like 30 until they get like the perfect one and then they post it. And it's funny, I'll even watch people shamelessly do this in public. You know, they'll just stand there in front of everyone just, you know, taking like, you know, 30 selfies until they find the right one. Everyone is presenting the best version of themselves. And so the scroll of social media We're not seeing real life. We're seeing the dressed up 10-year reunion, 20-year reunion version of that when we're looking at social media. And so it creates this just, it can can feed, if we're not careful, this competitive comparison, jealousy, envy, and it's all on this inflated, not real version of life. Yeah. And so for the Christian who's out there who wants to look carefully at how they walk, in light of the fact that social media is, in some ways, it's kind of like a perpetual high school reunion where we're yeah. trying to posture ourselves and gain approval. I, I think of every time I've gone to, to Wynwood, which is this real trendy part of Miami, it feels as if people don't really like going to Wynwood for Wynwood. They go to Wynwood so that they can take pictures of themselves in Wynwood so that <laughs> other people can like their pictures of them in Wynwood to see how just cultured they are. And so this is the world we live in. And we're out there trying to gain approval. We're so desperate for that dopamine hit. And uh, as followers of Jesus, we have to look carefully. And so I just want to then just turn the conversation to practical steps. Yes. Just some practical things that we can do in terms of our engagement with social media. Uh, the first thing that I would just kind of lead us off with is just take a, take an audit of your current social media usage and get a get a grasp for what uh, your experience or your relation with social media. Yeah, let me interject with that. I it. think part of what we have to take an audit of is take an audit of when you're using social media That's because mm-hmm. if we're there's moments in our life and moments of our day that it's not healthy. If it's the is that the first thing we want to fill our minds with? Is it the last thing we want to fill our minds with? If we're trying to get a good night's sleep, is that the best thing to be scrolling through right before I fall asleep? Is it my default? Do I never have a quiet moment? Because the moment that there's one little split second of silence, do I go to my phone and start scrolling? Like take an audit of when, because sometimes there's there are moments that are not healthy to be looking at social media. That, that's so good. That's a good cue for us when we just have that instant reaction to reach. Another thing that I think about, just a question that's a good diagnostic, is, is asking the question, is my current engagement with social media fueling my flesh or is it fueling my spirit? 
It, uh, Paul says in Romans 13, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And so there, there are just some people that we're following on social media, we need to unfollow. Yes. And we don't need to be worried about them not liking us, but if they're putting out content, images, videos, um, certain statements that are fueling our flesh, that are pulling our desires away from the Lord, we just need to not be afraid to just say, I'm unfollowing you. Yeah, whether it's suggestive, lustful, or even combative and making me angry, there are just some people that I need to not follow and I need to pull away from and I need to monitor and audit that that part of my social media usage. 100%, and, and this, is, this is gonna sound simple, but this is, in my own life and my engagement with social media, this was a game changer for me. I would highly recommend you considering turning off your notifications, uh, especially with apps like Instagram. Your social media notifications. Correct, social media notifications. Yeah. So with apps like Instagram, for example, uh, they are built on getting us back and back and back sucked into the app. And the way they do that is they give a little dopamine hit here, a little dopamine hit there. Oh, so-and-so like this. Oh, this person commented this on it. And that constant notification on your phone is just sucking us back in. So That's if good. you enjoy apps like Instagram, uh, if you enjoy uh, posting on Facebook, do it. You know, be, be a, a follower of Jesus present there on that platform. But be careful that you don't get sucked back in over and over and over again and miss the precious moments right in front of us where God wants to, us to be present in the moment. I think that's good. And, and let me just maybe last recommendation and we'll wrap this up. Maybe if you're not sure about social media, take a break. In fact, that's probably good to do periodically is just get yeah. off social media. The world's not going to end. Um, just take some time away from social media. I think that's that's healthy. Any final thoughts about talking about social media and walking with the Lord? Yeah, so I would just say Jesus has something to say about every part of our life. He has something to say about our engagement with social media and every other area of our life. And so be surrendered to him, trust him. And like Pastor Roby just shared, it may be time for a break. Make, make that a part of your rhythm. Set some boundaries. Be wise with it. And uh, look carefully at how you walk. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on the City Rev Life uh, podcast, joining us this episode, talking about social media. We're praying for you, praying for you to make Jesus the Lord of every single part of your life. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.